Let's get nuts. What's going on? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. July 31st. Holy Lord. This month went by. Hot as hell. Hopefully you guys are doing okay. Make sure you uh, hit that like, thumbs up. Share the stream. You know, doesn't hurt. Helps out stuff. And of course, follow me on all the sock meds right here. Support the channel. If you want to support the channel, please do so. So hopefully you guys are good. Had a good weekend. Had a good weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit here. How are we doing out there? All right, we got uh, Patrick. Dave, I watched Sunny in Philadelphia. Good, it's a good show. It is a good show. Trigger warning, Zach is portraying uh, Zach. Well, that's what he does. See, we got uh, that guy, Bert. When I saw Zach's tweet, I could not stop smiling. As a Hispanic, I cannot wait to watch Blue Beetle. Well, there you go. That's what it's all about right there. Hello, Miss Noidhawk. We got Steph in the house. Of course, we had a fun weekend. Mappy Hyundai. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it is Monday. It's the end of Monday, which is great. We got through another Monday, but that's the way to do that. Did you actually mean to do that? I think you meant to do that. Don't, don't, don't even say you didn't. It's funny, you know? Why not? Let's see. Who else we got? We got Fear Jason right here. Good to see you, buddy. Always. We got Darkness Under the Wind. What's going on? We got James. We got Droga here. Uh, we got JD McRae. Good to see ya. We got Stephanie T. Always good to see you too. And we got Brendan right here. Uh-oh. You ate bacon this morning with your hands? But again, it seemed like the bacon that you were eating that night... It seemed like it was more like ham. It seemed thicker. Was it stripped? Was like the strips of bacon? Because when it's like a stripped thin piece of bacon, it's very much, it's easier to get, you know, to do with your hands. When I was editing that little clip, it looked like it was like thick, like it was like ham. So I actually kind of understood. I actually think I kind of understood why you were eating with a fork. So uh, we got ACS here. What's going on, Anthony? Good to see you, brother. All right. What? Stephen Amell? Who is that? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, don't worry. We'll talk about that. Uh, what's going on? We got Wild Relic Productions right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. We got Thabang Van Zyl also right here. It was just bacon. That night or today? Because, it, like I said, I mean, if you're... Ha I don't know. There's a whole thing right there. 31 months and counting. Appreciate that, Eric. Appreciate being a member, and if you want to become a member, do so. We do a members-only stream every Wednesday after that stream, so you can pick my brain a little bit more, a little bit more personal when it comes to those streams. They're always fun, so if you want to help out the family, or, you know, you could subscribe to the uh, the Patreon. That also supports. I try to put some, some things on there, too, you know, some bonus content, like I'll probably be recording yeah i will be recording like a patreon podcast just by myself complaining about things talking about things the way that i do it so i'll be doing that tomorrow night i'm actually going to be seeing teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem tomorrow because it's coming out like wednesday as opposed to uh friday so yeah i'm just gonna go see it tomorrow since i won't be doing this so why not I'm gonna go see that after i get done with work 
I'm going to probably see it around 4 or something. I think there was like a 4 or 4.25 showing that I'll see tomorrow. So I'll check it out. Looking forward to it. I've been hearing good things. It looks like it's getting some good reviews. And, of course, we'll talk about those reviews and box office, all that stuff. But today we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder doing... Well, he's trying to help out Blue Beetle. Let's face it, it needs all the help it can get. And he definitely is helping it out. And it was kind of crazy just to see him post an image of Blue Beetle that we haven't seen before. And then, of course, given his support and uh, using the hashtag Representation Matters, we're going to talk about the SAG-AFTRA negotiations. Apparently, with that and the WGA, the negotiations are supposed to happen again sometime this week. Hopefully, it goes well. We'll talk about the box office and Barbie killing it, but there's something, yeah, something awkward kind of happened. And then, of course, delays, 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 delays. Man, so many delays. What's going on, Team Rad7? Good to see you. <clears throat> yeah. Is he woke? He might be. Well, he seems like he's always woke, like he's always awake. Every time you talk to him, it's like seems like he's always. But yeah, guys, uh, I told you guys I, w I went to uh, I went to Vegas this weekend. It was just like a one day little trip thing. Uh, we were attending Miss Nighthawk and I were attending a uh, Great Gats Gatsby pool party. Yes, that's right, a Great Gatsby pool party. Pretty interesting. You know, did I say pull? It sounded like I said pull. There was not a pole. There was a pool. That's what I, sh I should be uh, enunciating a little bit better. But yes, uh, that's what we did. So if you want to see what we look like, because I did say, you know, and some people were, were, were requesting a picture. And there we go. There we are. I put it in black and white because why not? Yes, I was wearing suspenders with some trunks, big cigar in my mouth. I forget what they call that, the paper boy hat. I had a bow tie. She looks gorgeous, of course. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a pool party, so it's not like I went into the pool with suspenders on. There was talk about doing that, but we didn't do that. I didn't do that. Just like she took off all her stuff, too. As soon as we get there, you're just like, all right, let's get all the costume stuff off. So there's, there's what we look like this weekend. And then we also attended this. We also showed up. There's a place in Vegas called Area 15. Really cool, really cool spot. This is what this is what it looks like when you first walk in. You get this crazy like LCD screen skull thing that's all happening. And it's all lit up. Everything's like black lit, neon lit, everything. It's like a big mall that has an arcade. It has it has restaurants. It has everything. It, ha it has all this stuff. We didn't get to investigate all of it because we were on our way out of Vegas. So we stopped in, looked around, had a drink, and we were just like, wow, this place is great. We cannot wait to go back. You know, I took some pictures right here. Like I took this picture outside. They have this like, you know, war vehicle. It says Area 15 doesn't exist, does not exist. You know, they said that about the Snyder Cut at one point. So it uh, it was pretty damn, uh, pretty damn awesome. And yeah, it was probably our favorite part. It was probably our favorite part of the whole thing. The, you know, the, the pool party was fine. It was fun. We had fun, but I think that was, a that was our favorite part of the whole thing. So there you go. That's what we did this weekend, and it was fun. It was absolutely fun. The whole thing was pretty fun. So, you know, but yeah, we, uh, she, that was all her. Gotten, she got all the costume stuff, you know. She, uh, she, uh, she knocked it out of the park with that, and uh, that's what we looked like that night. So good times. But yeah, if you're ever in Vegas, check out Area 15. Crazy place. Crazy place with just everything that you'd want. 
pretty much in Vegas. But yeah, we won't definitely want to go back and uh, check it out. Definitely want to go back and check it out. Aliens, aliens, aliens. And then uh, Mr. Team Rad, thank you for the $10 super chat. Appreciate that, sir. Every little bit helps. Uh, of course, supporting the channel, if you know, if you like what you see, you know, you know. You know, some support always helps, man. So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, it definitely was fun. But, yeah, like I said, I've been talking about aliens so much. You know, Steph and I have been talking about the alien stuff, obviously, on the road. You know, it's a four-hour drive from here. It took a little longer because of pee breaks and all that stuff, but we talked about that stuff like crazy. There's a dude at the uh, at the pool party that I met that was all into it as well, and as soon as I brought up, as soon as it was brought up that I had, you know, Ty, Total Disclosure, and Tom Cortez, or Cortex Zero, uh, which he's got a, he's got his video out about the whole alien stuff as soon as that got brought up this guy like shot up and we like just talked for like two hours about aliens and all this kind of stuff and he actually made a movie and stuff like that so he might end up showing up on the vodka stream so you actually might see this guy he's like a lead singer to a band too so you never know but yeah it was just like jesus christ talked so much about so much about aliens but i don't mind it why not? It's topic of discussion. I even had, we even put on X-Files in the hotel room that we were at. <laughs> it's just, it's what it's all about. It's all about the aliens, all about the aliens. So anyways, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to the tweets. I'm just, I'm not going to scroll through my feed. I just picked out some tweets when it came out, when it came to, uh, obviously because it was, a, you know, the weekend and everything like that. So let's get to it. All right, let's talk about this first. Andrew Garfield. Ah, we want more Spider-Man. And apparently he's open to it because Andrew Garfield says his amazing Spider-Man has endless potential after No Way Home return. That's right. The story never ends. Whether we film it or not, there's a story happening in a universe somewhere. There's endless potential with this character and other iterations. So yeah, he's definitely out there doing something. Come on, Sony. Amy Pascal, comb your hair and make it happen. Okay? I mean, we, there's already been talked about, we, we've talked about, you know, Thomas Hayden Church saying that he heard that there might be a Sam Raimi Spider Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. Okay. Why not have a third Spider Man with Andrew Garfield? I think everybody would actually be okay with that. Invest in your Spider Verse. And same thing, you know, to Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Your universe is struggling. That universe is struggling with the whole multiverse thing. It is struggling right now. Let's face it when it comes to that. And I've said that before. So invest into the Spider-Verse. I mean, obviously, you've got to still tell the story because, I mean, yeah, No Way Home is part of the whole multiverse concept, but it's what's working. The multiverse aspect of the MCU that is working is the Spider-Verses. That's what's working. Everything else is kind of iffy. Even though I'm a fan of Multiverse of Madness, thought that was cool. But yeah, when it comes to the Multiverse saga that's happening right now, the Spider-Verse is what's working the most. So why not? Why not do it? Seems like Andrew Garfield might be still down for it, but I think he's gonna be like, well, let's see what the, the script is, of course, because he's gonna take it pretty seriously. But I'm just saying, that's the best way to go in my eyes right here. Just the best way to go in my eyes. He's my favorite Spider-Man, okay? I mean, when it comes to live-action Spider-Man films, you know, I still, obviously, Spider-Man 2 still holds that place. And maybe, you know, some of the other ones are even a little bit, you know. But he's still my favorite all-around all Spider-Man. So let's hope that happens. I just really hope that it happens. Why not? 
All right. What do we got next? Okay, then speaking of, like, uh, multiverse stuff, well, James Gunn, apparently, because James Gunn is not on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, um, he actually said on threads that, uh, well, it says right here, home of DCU, said it right here in a uh, tweet. James Gunn says he can expect, we can expect, theatrical animated movies in the DCU. Whoa. And then I was trying to remember, like, what was the last animated theatrical release of uh, an animated DCU? I mean, and then people were like, oh, yeah, well, DC Super Pets last year. Ouch. Sorry, Dwayne Johnson. Just, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It really is not a bad movie overall. But it, it's just, I don't know what, what the heck they were really trying to pull off when it came to that. But then if, if you think about an animated movie that looks like this... You know, something like this. When was the last time where we had something like animated like this? And apparently, I know somebody, I think it was RJ, who should, you know, who, we know who RJ is. He actually was saying like, well, there was like fan, fan, phantom, fan, whatever those fandom, phantom, whatever the heck event that happened when it came to the killing joke. Remember the killing joke? Remember that animated movie that had a very awkward 29 minutes opening 29 minutes? that had nothing to do with the actual book that it's based off of, you know, the iconic book from Alan Moore, very iconic when it came to Joker. And yeah, it just kind of, uh, you know, took a weird turn when it came to the first like 29 minutes of that movie. But yeah, apparently that was like the last, like I'm talking about full on anime and not like, not like what DC Super Pets was or Lego Batman or something like that. I'm just talking about like the last movie like like this. So I hope this happens again. I mean, with the way everything is, the way that everything is right now, I mean, who knows? Everything's kind of just up in the air right now. But hopefully it does. That'd be kind of cool to see another animated DC movie on the big screen. I think the last time I actually watched was probably Mask of the Phantasm. That was probably the last one of like a DCAU that I saw on the big screen. Everything else I've seen at home, so it's interesting. It's very interesting. Ugh. <coughs> okay, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. No, I did mean to do that because this is so bad. So bad. Kevin Feige. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. We remember the, uh, you know, last week, the finale for... <laughs> God, that was... Oh, the finale for Secret Invasion. What the hell did they even instruct Amelia Clark to do? First off, she has like she has literally no emotion in her face. No emotion in her face as she like does her little Drax arm flex. What? Ugh, God, it's so bad. I don't even ugh, I don't even want to watch that anymore. Good God. But uh, right here, it was Kevin Feige's idea to do the Secret Invasion Super Scroll fight at the end of this. He said we're going to have a Super Scroll fight, and all superpowers are fair game. The finale is currently the lowest-rated MCU episode ever, with an 8% on the Devil Fruit site. Ha! <laughs> Jesus. There's a reason there, Kevin, that it's like that, because it's so bad. So bad. So bad. That's just funny, because it's like, you really thought you had something there. Well, no, you did not. Yes, you didn't have it. You did not have it. Still got to adjust that drop. Um, 
But yeah, so that's what he did. But yeah, it's just so bad. I mean, when she does like her walking arm flex thing, what is that? Like, <laughs> that's even, $212 million went into this show, everybody. Ugh. It's just so bad. It's, it's just, ugh. it was just a, a bad wrap up. I need some better writers there because it had potential. I was digging it and then it just started mm, getting a little dull right there when it came to all this. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? Oi, 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 oi. Okay, and then uh, uh, I forgot to do, let, let me see here because I wanted to say this right here. Um, and thank you, Tet, for being, for being a, uh, a member for this long. Appreciate that. The battle ain't great. It was... The most fun I had, really. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just thought the battle was, I was like, really? We're going to go this route. We're going to go this route when it comes to this. That was all, that was my take when it came to it. So, but uh, I do, I mean, I don't have a drink on hand, but you know, we lost, we lost an icon. We lost an icon today. We lost a, we lost somebody today. Let me see. Oop. But we did lose somebody today. We lost Paul Rubens. Of course, Pee Wee Herman. I'm sure everybody, I mean, we've either done the Pee Wee Herman laugh or we've watched the movie. Obviously, Pee Wee's Great Adventure, directed by Tim Burton. Great movie. Um, you know, I never, I would never really got into the show, but, you know, you watch the show. But, yes, Paul Rubin, Paul Rubens, um, he, uh, he passed away today and apparently, I mean, at 70, what, 70 or 71 years old, the guy like never aged. The guy never aged, man. He never did, but it's, it's pretty sad because he was fighting something and he didn't let it be known. And this was his last message right here. Please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. So may he rest in peace. And that's, you know, Pee Wee Herman was, yeah, that was him. That was his character and everything. But he was in every, he was in other things too. He showed up in things. He showed up in Batman Returns, of course, playing the Penguin's dad, and then showed up in Gotham, kind of playing almost like the same, same role, uh, which was cool. Um, Mystery Men. Mystery Men, he was the spleen in Mystery Men. And if you haven't seen Mystery Men, do yourself a favor. That's uh, just a fun little funny superhero parody type movie. And then uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he played like uh, the, I guess, the right-hand man to the main vampire, uh, which is uh, Rucker Howard, uh, who played him. And then, of course, he was like this, you know, and he played a great role in there, too. So, yes, Paul Rubens. May he rest in peace. Pee Wee Herman, always, you know, everything was always great with him. So, and uh, my condolences to his uh, to his family and everything. So, but yeah, we've definitely lost an icon today, which was sad, definitely sad. So, all right, now going on. I mean, we're gonna be talking about Zack Snyder, but did you guys see this? <laughs> what? Rolling Stone, you guys suck. You guys suck. Did you guys see this? So Rolling Stone put this out there. This article. 50 greatest superhero movies of all time. Okay? Taking all the superhero movies and ranking them according to them. And at first, 
if you look at the screenshots, and I didn't catch wind of this until uh, probably until I got home yesterday, but at first, they put Zack Snyder's Justice League at number one. That's right. At number one, apparently. But then they retracted or redacted or refacted, relacted, exlacted. I don't know. They did something. Somebody had a wild hair up their ass and like, no, 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 no. We weren't supposed to put Zack Snyder's Justice League at number one. We're going to put it at 50. That's right. Dead last. Dead last. This is the same. This is the same publication that, of course, did the whole bots thing, did all that stuff. This, this, you can't, I mean, I don't want to put on the tinfoil hat and be like one of the, you know, one of those guys, but how do you do that? Do you really fuck that up that, that much from first to last? Do you really do that? How does that happen? Somebody hit the wrong button? Oh, shit, I hit post. I hit post. I didn't mean to hit post. I don't know. To me, it just seems like this was not a mistake. It's just hard to believe, especially with the articles that have been written prior. It's hard to just think like this was just some kind of fuck up. I can't, it's hard for me to grasp that. You know, the whole bots thing, which I'm sure there was bots. You know, we talked about that when that whole thing came out. You know, of course, everybody got offended in the, the fandom. And I'm like, all right, well, let's relax when, when it comes to that. But it's just kind of funny how it's like, oh, wait a minute. It was first... Which I wouldn't even say that, like, when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League, I like it a lot. Love it. And it's, it's, it's iconic because of what happened. But, I mean, I would probably, maybe in the top five for me. I mean, that's just me, or in the top ten at least. But, you know, like, when it comes to the Zack Snyder trilogy, I always thought BVS was the better one. It was like the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. And Man of Steel was like New Hope. And then this one was like Return of the Jedi. But I don't know. It's just, it doesn't really quite make sense to me. Rolling Stone, what is going on here? I think they were just, again, but the sad fact of the matter is, and I always tell people that if, if they're doing this on purpose, it's because they know they'll get the engagement. And so if you get offended and start throwing all this shit at them and dogpiling the tweet or whatever the hell, throwing screenshots out there, they only benefit. That's why you just like, ah, it's hard. But then, of course... You know, I still retweeted something that had screenshots when it came to it. I never, I haven't even really opened up the article. I haven't even looked at the ranking because I really don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit, but man, it's just crazy. Yeah, but they want those engagement numbers, it almost seems, right? It just seems like they want that. <sighs> Rolling Stone, get your shit together. God. Rachel Brosnahan. Hey, she's acknowledged Superman Legacy. This was floating around. Saw this right here. Apparently she posted on Instagram this right here. Not sure what's going on in this picture. There is a party hat that has things in it. I don't know if there's like there was once food in there or something. I don't know. Or it's just foliage that is accumulated in there. And then you got some kind of sour cream and onion pretzel looking chips. And then you have an image of Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman, and she tagged David Cornsweat. So this is our kind of like our first little acknowledge from Rachel Brosnahan that, hey, I'm Lois. And she tagged her co-star. So thought that was pretty interesting.
Why not? And then speaking of Superman, Nicolas Cage finally talks about being Superman or seeing Superman himself as Superman in The Flash. In The Flash. He's being interviewed by USA Today, and they asked him about his appearance, which, of course, a lot of people did not like, but a lot of people did. I mean, it's, I don't know where, where it sits when it comes to... I think people were just mainly complaining about how it all looked, but I, you know, I still can't believe they actually pulled it off, and I still say they should do an animated movie or a comic book run with his Superman. They really should. But this is his... Quote right here when it comes to him talking about that cameo. Well, I was glad I didn't blink. For me, it was the feeling of being actualized. Even that look for that particular character, finally seeing it on screen was satisfying. But as I said, it's quick. If you really wanted to know what I was going to do with that character, look at my performance in City of Angels. You guys seen that movie? Meg Ryan? That's where that Goo Goo Dolls song comes from. And I don't want the world to see me. That's really bad. I don't know why my voice went that high, but yeah. It's a good Goo Goo Dolls song. You hear it all the time. But yeah, I remember that, yeah, where he was like an angel, and then he was like watching like her perform to try to save a life, and then she sees him, and then she could see him, and it's all that kind of stuff. I only saw it like once. It's a romantic, you know, it, it's not a bad movie, but... Apparently, he was going to have a similar performance when it comes to City of Angels. Yeah, not too, not too shabby. Okay, interesting. But yeah, that's what he had to say about it. But you could tell he's like, I want more. I want more. So yeah, give it more. Give him more. Animated. Something. I don't know. But of course, everything's just so crazy right now. They can't just like start throwing money at, at different things. But they threw money at making the VFX to show this shot that wasn't going to pay off for the general audience. General audience didn't know who the hell that was they're like who is this guy who is this rock and roll looking superman got the long hair got the chest hair sticking out of the sticking out of the costume even though cavill had his chest hair kind of sticking out too not as much as cage right here though but people were like who the hell is that superman and i just say why not why not give him a comic book run or an animated an animated film you know that is like, you know, 100 minutes long or something like that. I don't know. Could be something cool. Could be something cool, but, you know, what do I know? What do I know? I do know that uh, Jason Momoa is actually Aquaman because when it comes to the SAG and uh, WGA picket lines, guess what he did? He donated a bunch of water because he controls it. No, he doesn't control it. He just can move through it pretty good. Um, he donated a bunch of his water. Of course, his company right here. You look at this right here. Here's, a sh here's uh, this water is a picket line location use only. Please see special projects if uh, blah, 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 blah. But he donated his water. Of course, his whole thing was to not have it in plastic bottles, but aluminum bottles as opposed to that to, you know, try to help the environment a little bit, which, of course, is a problem when it comes to plastic bottles. But, yes, he's truly, truly, truly Aquaman right here, and that's good. That's great. I'm glad he did this. Um, obviously, you know, there was that whole thing when it came to Dwayne Johnson donating, uh, like, seven figures, a good a fat check when it came to the, the fund to help these people that are, you know, that are picketing and not getting paid right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's not the same thing, but it is kind of, it's hot. 
it's summer. They need water, and he donated cases and cases and cases of water from his company. So it's it's good. It's good. So good on Jason Momoa for doing that. You got to like that. Uh, no, not that. No, I'm not that again. Where am I at? Oh, crap. Did I lose my spot? Where am I at? We got Paul Rubens. There's us again. If you, oh, yeah, here we are. This is what I wanted to go to next. Oh, David Ayer, what are you posting right here? <gasps> huh? He's been posting a lot, actually, this weekend. But look at that shot right there. The, I always called them the, the bubble wrap face demons. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, they were CGI when you see him in there. But he posted this right here, and it's like, whoa, creepy. Look at the glowing eyes, the little horn things, and, of course, all the bumpy faces. I mean, obviously, when you saw them, they didn't, I don't, did they really, they didn't have horns. I, it's been a while since I've watched Suicide Squad. But they only, they didn't have, like, those horns, did they? Or maybe some of them did? I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while. It's been a while, guys. But, yeah, David Ayer posted this right here, and it was just like, whoa. All of a sudden, David Ayer... He's been like, he's, he, he's awake now. He's definitely been awake. I mean, if you look at his, not only that image right there, but if you look at some of the things that he's been tweeting about, which is, you know, obviously he tweets out stuff. Uh, but, and then there's even like a young shot of David Ayer right there, which was pretty cool. And then just twe tweeting out some stuff. But I mean, he's been kind of going like, hey, you know, there's still a cut of my movie that I want out there. You know, so, I mean, he tweeted this out right here in Spanish, but he said, you know, obviously this, this message right here said, I hope you have a position as a director in the DCU and that they let you make your vision, of course, regarding the plan drawn up. And then David Ayer said, you know, put that right there. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try to say it in Spanish, but, you know, I would really like to go back. So, hey, James Gunn, he would really like to go back. Come on, come on. Uh, and then he posted this right here. Anything is possible. So that was kind of cool. I think he put, yeah, obviously we're going to be talking about Zach. We're going to be talking about Zack Snyder posting this. He showed his support as well, which is great. But yeah, basically just kind of just like showing some things right there. And it's like, all right, David Ayer, we still want it. And you know what? I mean, when it comes to this stuff, I mean, again, everything's kind of up in the air right now when it, when it, when it comes to a lot of this. And it's like, hey, you know, if like if you're not going to have if you're not going to have uh, if you're not going to if people are on strike and everything's kind of shut down right now, why not release some cuts that you have? Throw a little bit of money at it and just be like, hey, we got some director's cuts and you can have something right there. I'm just saying I'm just saying I think it'd work. I think it would, I think it'd be beneficial, especially this. You know, coming off the Snyder Cut, which, of course, Zach, which we'll talk about a little bit and. You know, it's funny because, you know, we got Greg Silverman. That's right, guys. Oh, boy. Greg Silverman. Did you guys see his tweet? Did you see his tweet? <sighs> Let me pull it up right here because I didn't have it ready. I thought I had it ready, but I have too many tabs open. All right. Oh, what the hell? Why did you? Oh. Wait, what? Hold on a second, guys. Scrolling, scrolling. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay, never mind. I thought I saw something interesting. But anyways, so Greg Silverman, producer at one point. He, uh, let's see, well, let me see if I can find it here. Ah, there it is right here. Did you guys see this tweet that he posted? Oh, man, this is good stuff. Somebody said, 
It's always funny to me that supporters conveniently forget how much money Zack Snyder lost for WB. Big hit with 300, then they handed him DC and he didn't lose much money there or build or well he didn't make i don't know but three or four losers in between bro power and then greg silverman says not true we lost money on uh i can never say that name whatever you know the 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 owl movie the animated owl movie and a fair amount on sucker punch yeah sadly sucker punch has become a cult classic since and hopefully we can you know release the uh release the snyder punch Remember the last time that Zach was on the vodka stream, I asked him about that. It was actually the anniversary of Sucker Punch, and he's still hopefully looking into trying to get that released, but there's so many logistics when it comes to that. The rest of his films at WB were very profitable. Very. Suck it. Very. I like how he said very again. Okay, because there's some people out there just think, oh, yeah. He just bomb, 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 bomb. No, he didn't. No. There was even mention, remember when he was uh, eating pizza with the Russo brothers? He talked about how, like, the BBS Ultimate Edition probably, they, it made most, the most of the profit that, it, that BBS made was from those Ultimate Cut sales right there. So, or at least got it over the edge. So, I mean, there you go. I love it. That, I love, I love that. I love that. Greg, I, Greg Silverman always been on the side of Zach. And it sucks that things happen the way it did, but he was always on the side of Zach, man. And he just showed her, you know, just talked about it right there. He he even said, yes, a couple movies bombed. But when it came to DC, you have it wrong. They didn't bomb. Shocker, right? Good God. Those guys. These people. Zack Snyder movie making money. What a shock. Yeah. What's everyone's favorite animated DC film? I would say Mask of the Phantasm is mine. There, Frank. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Batman Superman Apocalypse, the only one I own. Okay, that's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. So, nothing wrong with that. But All right, let's talk about Zack and showing some love here. Oh, Zack Snyder. That's right, guys. Showing some love for the Blue Beetle. And, of course, you guys all saw the tweet. I was still in Vegas. I was in the hotel room. We were about to leave. And all of a sudden, I opened my Twitter, and there it is. There it is. Looking forward. Looking forward to taking my kids to see Blue Beetle. Hashtag representation matters. Hashtag Blue Beetle. And then look at this gorgeous little, ah, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this shot yet. That's new. That is something new. Concept art? Something like that? Most likely. Yes. Holy Lord. And if you, uh, and then the concept art, if you didn't know where that was like, you know, where they got the concept from, well, it's from, you know, Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, and I collected the, I collected these, the Rebirth of uh, Blue Beetle right here too. So that's where it's from right there. Boop, 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 boop. Boop. Oh, you got to love it. Oh, you got to love it. That's right. Zack Snyder. What did he do? He get paid by WB? What is he doing? Oh, my God. How? Why? What? Well, you want to hear my theory? This is my theory. When it comes to this, and I, I'm, this is just a theory, okay? This is just me. 
looking at the situation, talking to some people, this is what I'm thinking when it comes to why he posted this right here. Because obviously he didn't do stuff like this when it came to like, you know, The Flash or Shazam or something like that. Even though, yes, Zack Snyder is a fan of the Shazam movies. I've said that before. Him and his family are a fan of the Shazam movies. <gasps> yeah, I know. But they are. They're good movies. Well, you know, the first one's better than the second one. But I would say, you know, whatever. So why did Zack post this and of course there's going to be people that are going to have their theories as well and whatever the hell and let them have at it i don't care you know we all have the right to our own theories and put it out there and whatever the hell you want to do perfectly fine but when it comes to why zach did this what what did zach say on the vodka stream who did he give praise to warner brothers yeah which is crazy zach snyder giving praise to warner brothers after everything that happened but it's a new regime and then running that regime that helped him out when it came to full circle was Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca. Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca, of course, are producers on Blue Beetle. The Blue Beetle cast cannot promote anything when it comes to Blue Beetle. So maybe there's just like, a, hey, you help me out, I'll help you out. And I'm not saying, and people who are thinking like he got paid money, no. Zach's a nice guy, okay? He didn't get paid to do this, okay? He didn't, nothing like that happened, no, no kindness of his own heart and and if you think the the, the tweet is not genuine it 100 is it is genuine he is going to take his family to go see this movie zach sees movies he's he's a filmmaker and he loves movies he's gonna go see the movie but that's what i think was happening it was like yeah full circle we got to watch the entire trilogy at full circle and see zach snyder's justice league in imax and guess who helped make that happen warner brothers pamela deluca by Pamela, Ab Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca. Yeah, did you hear? They got married. No, I'm just kidding. No, but yes. So why not return the favor? Because right now, again, the cast, really they can't promote it. Now, is it going to help the movie? Probably not. But it did stir up a lot of things on, on Twitter yesterday and even in today. It helped boost it. It's probably the best marketing that it's had. <laughs> Possibly put it on Vero as well. You know, and I get it when people get all like, you know, when it comes to like representation matters. I know some people are like pushing back against that. And it's like, oh, God, some people should just really, really leave their tweets in the drafts. You should really no matter how you feel about it. OK, and I know and I get it like when it comes to like movies, especially these movies and everybody's just throwing the representation thing like all over the place and people get all, you know, OK, we're tired of it. Yes. OK, sure. But just say you're not going to see it. You're not going to watch it. That's perfectly fine. OK, if this I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. If you choose not to see it, you're not going to see it. But if you have to like <laughs> put out these proclamations of why you're not going to go see it. Just shut up. Leave it in your drafts. Leave it in your drafts. Don't do that. Don't do that. I've seen, I've seen some bad takes. I've seen some bad takes when it comes to um, this tweet and everything that's happening right here. I mean, naturally, people are also uh, doing that whole thing where they, they, they think that, oh, this must be because he's coming back to restore the Snyderverse. And I'm like, as much as I would love that, I'm like, God, the, the, the dude is like, the dude is like playing God over in Netflix and creating a whole universe. He's like within this big universe that he's creating over here. It's not going to be, uh, I'm always like, okay, you know, as much as I want to see the sequels, it's just like, he's over there right now. I don't think that's not going to be it. I think it again, 
Pamela Abdi and uh, Michael DeLuca. They helped him out. So it's like, all right, I'm going to help boost, boost your movie. And, and, and again, he's going to see it. He, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to do any, if he's going to put it out there that, you know, what he thought about the movie. Maybe that'll happen. But, you know, it was also cool as well. <sighs> and Hill Manuel Soto has also responded to Zach promoting the movie right here, which is great. Directors helping out directors. And this is what you love to see. This is what you love to see. So naturally, he was just like basically saying like the goat himself has spoken. And he said, you know, gracias, maestro, which is I love that. But translated, he said, thank you for this kind gesture as a fan of your movies and an admirer of yours. Since you were doing commercials, you have no idea how much this gesture means to me and to the culture. So it's great. Showing the praise right there. August 18th, next month. And then, of course, we have a pending appointment, blah, 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 blah. So basically, uh, Mr. S uh, Mr. Uh, Soto right here was saying like, oh, we have a pending appointment on August 18th with you and your family. Here for you. That's the kind of stuff we want to see right there. Directors, filmmakers, supporting other filmmakers. And Zach is 100% all about that, which is great. So you guys just love to see that stuff. And then, of course, like James Gunn retweeted Zach's tweet. And, uh, you know, like I said, David Ayer showed praise as well. It's great to see. It's good to see that. OK. And, you know, as much problems as Zach had with Warner Brothers at one point, you know, big time problems. We all know the story. We don't know, like, the behind-the-scenes story. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot worse behind the scenes, but the fact of the matter is it's a different regime right now. James Gunn and Zack Snyder are friends, no matter how anybody... They're not, it's not like they're constantly, like, talking on the phone. And I'm not saying they're, like, besties, but they're still friends, no matter what anybody says. But So just the fact that he did this out of the kindness of his heart, so great, okay? He wasn't paid for it. Stop it. People who think he was paid... I even saw somebody said that they, he his his Twitter was hacked. It's like stop it, just stop it, stop projecting Zach not being the nice guy that he is. Nicest guy in the world. You guys have seen him talk. You know, I've talked to him many times. Nicest guy in the world. So I, I was I was happy. I was happy. You know, I'm I, I you guys know I'm gonna be there, opening day, watching Blue Beetle. I mean, maybe I'll even get something early. Who knows? But I'm just glad for that. Good good on Zach. Good on Zach for doing that. You just love to see it. You love to see that stuff. All right. Oops. SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA and WGA. This applies to both because uh, according to Puck News, now it's not the best source when it comes to this news, but according to them, Reps for studios and streamers have reportedly expressed a desire to return to negotiations with SAG-AFTRA, and I heard it was also the WGA, in a meeting on Friday. This is after they refused to return to negotiations with SAG about a week or so ago. So, yeah. So it looks like negotiations might be happening again. I know there's been, it's not been great. I would not, I would just say this, just from my knowledge and talking to people that are more on the know than me, I wouldn't bet 
on, I mean, as much as I want it to happen so everything can just kind of return back to normal and people can get freaking paid. I don't expect it to go well. If that's, you know, it's probably not going to still go well. I mean, who knows? We might be in the long haul when it comes to this, these strikes and, and whatnot. I don't know. It's just, it's all just feels like it's still very much up in the air when it comes to all this. So don't expect too much. But, oh boy. <laughs> Stephen Amell. Well, he's, um, well, let's just say if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to Stephen Amell, you know, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, CW. You know what you're talking about. He's going to be probably posting a lengthy apology. And it's just kind of funny because it's like, all right, did you not think that you were going to get asked this question? Where you're at right now, sitting in front of people and people asking questions. Did you not think this was going to be asked? The, the SAG after strike. Did you not think that? Eesh, read the room. Well, even though the room still seems like they're okay with everything, but like read the internet room. It's like, did you not think? But then again, maybe he just doesn't give a shit, which I could respect. Hey, it's your opinion. You don't give a shit? Fine. Go for it. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, the result for this, but this is what he had to say. And the ongoing strike that is happening. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'm insulated in Hollywood because uh, that's where I live. I literally live in Hollywood. Like all the stereotypes that Galaxy Con. exist. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of people in this room aren't aware of the strike. Um, I support my union. I do, and I stand with them. I do not support striking. I don't. Seems a little. Is a, uh, <laughs> but it's like the it's the it's the union that is striking. It's just kind of wait. So you don't you don't you support what they are wanting, but you don't support how they're trying to get it. That's a little weird. Just saying. Nice socks, though. Reductive negotiating tactic. And um, I find the entire thing incredibly uh, uh, frustrating. So and do they. I think that the thinking as it pertains to shows like the show that I'm on that premiered last night, I think that is... Oh. Woo! Wow. You got a plug is, in there, uh, at least, right? Eye. And um, I stand with my union. Do you really, though? Do you really there, Steven? Huh? Eee, optics don't look good. Yeah, he is being ran through the ringer right now. I mean, I, I saw like crazy. I saw everybody do that, that, that Twitter thing that they do, and they're like, what the fuck? It's like, you know, everybody was just like, God, he's, you know, he's terrible and all this stuff. Now, you know what? He's got his opinion is his opinion. And I respect that. He put it out there. He didn't give a shit. I could respect that. I could be one of those. But I'm just like, dude, I mean, obviously he's well off, <laughs> you know, being on a show for what, eight, nine, ten years, whatever the hell that show ran a little too long, if you ask me. Um, so he's well off and he's, you know, he's in another show right now, some wrestling show. But it's like, dude, you, the, the people who are struggling, you get what they're doing and you support the union, but you don't support how they're trying to get in. It's fr it's just it, I don't know. It's just not I don't he didn't think about this one. And right now his PR team is probably blowing up his phone. And I and I think we can expect like a lengthy, 
not a lengthy, but we could expect some kind of apology that's going to be coming out. You better believe, especially since his, the new season of his show right now just premiered. It's bad optics, dude. He should have just been like, hey, I support, I support the union. Hopefully it happens. Next question. That's all he had to do. But man, he just decided to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to jump this cue ball over all these other balls to, you know, to do something. And he cheesed it. He totally went dink and he scratched. That's the analogy right there for any pool players out there. But hey, nice socks with your high water rolled up pants, uh, tan pants. And well, it doesn't really match. But anyways, that's besides the point. But e just not, not a good look. So yeah, when, when, when can we expect the apology? Tomorrow? Later today? Or is it out there right now? And Good Lord. That's just the... Couldn't hear... Couldn't hear what he said. Did I not have... Eh, okay. But basically, he was just... Okay, for anybody who didn't hear it, said, I do not support striking. I don't think it's a... Re uh, I think it's a reductive negotiation tactic or negotiating tactic, and I find the entire thing entirely frustrating, basically. Not supporting striking, but he supports the union. So, yeah. He scratches balls... <laughs> Probably did. Uh, not a good look. Definitely not a good look. But hey, you know, Stephen Amell. Whatever. Whatever. Box office. All right, so Barbie's still killing it, of course. Very much killing it. So let's look at some of these numbers. Uh, Haunted Mansion went... <laughs> let's face it. Haunted Mansion... Another bomb for Disney. Aww. I don't think anybody... Who the fuck... Okay, Haunted Mansion, you released that in October? Ugh. You released it on October. What are you doing? You're not Christopher Nolan. Okay? I don't even... We, who even knows who directed this movie? We just know it's a Disney movie based on a Disney ride. Ugh. But of course, Barbie only had a 42.6% drop... Oppenheimer only had a 43.4% drop. You got to love that. So small drops, small drops. Take two small drops in both your pupils. Now, um, Barbie is sitting pretty. Look at that. 780.7 million. What? That is insane. This movie cannot be stopped. This movie is going to go well past a billion dollars, it looks like. Four... 29.3 international, 351.4 domestic. Almost, you got 45% to 55%. This movie cannot be stopped. Greta, don't do the sequel. Unless you have some kind of good idea that comes to you in your sleep, do not do a fucking sequel. Let's, let, let, let Warner Brothers run into the ground because that's what's probably going to happen. Oppenheimer, sitting at 405.6 which is great, R-rated movie, three hours, that makes you feel, ugh, crazy. But yes, but yes, of course, we got this right here. Not looking good. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see this again. It was like, what? What is this? What is going on here? 24 million domestic. Okay, 9.1 million worldwide. I, I, I had... I, I, I knew no one who wanted to see this movie. I didn't really want to. I, I was going to see Talk to Me, but then my dad, he was in town, and he was like, hey, 
let's meet at Outback. And I went, okay, and met up with him and my brother. We had a nice dinner, you know, beers and ribeyes, you know, it was great. But I was planning on seeing Talk to Me, the movie that everybody should go see, which if, uh, let me look at that box office real quick. Talk to me. All right, so Talk to Me made 10 made 10.4 million, but you got to realize this budget, it was probably a fraction of what Haunted Mansion was. So it's at 10.4. Again, A24, it's gotten great reviews, unlike Haunted Mansion. I want to see it still, and sadly, I just didn't I just didn't catch it. Maybe I'll catch it on Thursday since I'm seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Tuesday. So maybe I'll maybe I will uh go try to catch it, but something interesting happened though when it came to the Barbie movie. <laughs> When it comes to Japan, Barbie in Japan. Oh, so we have a little awkward thing right here. And uh, I appreciate Luis Fernando, who, if you're not following him, do so. Luis Fernando, he handles all the box office st- stuff, cinema, uh, cinema scores, all the scores. He's always posting very detailed box office reporting and, and everything. And it's great. He's always breaking it down, usually every day. He's a great dude. But uh, this is what he reported today when it came to Barbie in Japan. Barbie might have got into trouble in Japan. After official Barbie U.S. social media account reacted to and interreacted with Barbenheimer, inter or interacted with Barbieheimer content on Twitter, outrage took over social media in Japan, where many locals were calling for a boycott. A notes being added over memes. So this is what happened right here. Barbenheimer poster art by Steve Reeves art it's going to be summer it's going to be a summer to remember so that's what Barbie movie did and then when it came to this because of Twitter and uh, Twitter notes or whatever the hell uh, I forgot what they call that but it says at uh, 8 15 a.m. on August 6 1945 obviously talking about the Hiroshima bomb that got dropped it got dropped So there was that. And then continuing right here, it says things went so bad with both Warner Brothers and Barbie Japanese teams had to come out with a statement throwing their American counterparts under the bus, explaining that Barbenheimer event in the West, affirming that it's not official and regretted the U.S. team's mistake. So they had to put out the Japanese Warner Brothers had to put out that. Ew, somebody just made a PR mistake. And then finally rounding it up, it says Barbie's Japanese team called the U.S. reaction to Barbenheimer memes extremely regrettable without considera- consideration and asked Warner Brothers U.S. to take appropriate action. They apologized for what was called series of inconsiderable reactions. Even so, anger just seems to have increased. Ah! Warner Brothers can't catch a break. Warner Brothers can't catch a break. They have a hit movie that is going to sail past a billion dollars. And then this happens. <laughs> it's, it's at almost 800 million in its second weekend. It had a 42.3% drop. And then somebody decides to cheese up the whole journey. He goes, yeah, you remember what happened, right? You know, maybe just promote Barbie. Don't promote the other movie that, you know, created a device that was dropped on the people of Japan. (sighs) Awkward. Awkward. Ooh, just so awkward. Yeah, you got to love it, though, right? Good Lord. The sound of freedom. What are you saying? What? 
Yeah, I'm seeing what you guys are saying right now. What idiot wants uh, one of the last remaining big movie studios? Yeah, movie studios are crazy. Barbie, not Oppenheimer. Sometime we uh, gotta let things die. Yeah, it's history though. But yeah, but but the the thing is like I I get the Barbenheimer like uh, common combination stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like yeah, you gotta remember though that uh, you know the Oppenheimer movie in Japan they probably don't you know. It's, it was just a little bit different here, so. What's going on, Sticka, Sticko Media? Good to see you. Good to see you. <clears throat> Blue Beetle is not a Hamada production? Yes, it is a Hamada. It's got Hamada's name on there. Yeah, it was part of Hamada's thing, so. Sire, if you want to start turning on Zach, go for it. Um, you know, I know some people are mad at Zach. If you want to be mad at Zach, go for it. Thabang, yeah, America doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like advertising uh, Barbie Harbor. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Damn, why don't we ask the Japanese why they haven't apologized? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You can get into, like, you can really dig deep, and I know everybody has an opinion about this. I get it. i just looking at it, a PR stance, that maybe it wasn't a good idea. But again, it's like Warner Brothers just can't catch a break, you know? Because it's not like, the, you know, it's not like the Japanese didn't, you know, let's, you know, obviously didn't do. But at the same time, you just kind of understand, like, oh, okay. And then, of course, PR, everybody just, like, freaks out. But it was like, eh. Yeah, they probably should have just, like, relaxed on that when it came to Japan. Warner Brothers Japan, at least, so. Yikes! They can't catch a break, can they? Warner Brothers just can't seem to catch a break. Always bad PR. Always bad PR. Sony, 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 Sony. And speaking of, you know, and all of them. We've talked about Warner Brothers is considering pushing Dune and Aquaman to next year. And probably even Willy Wonka. Who knows? The Willy Wonka origin. Who knows? It just seems like... When it comes to even Disney is considering pushing movies to next year because of the strikes that are happening. I mean, there's a chance we might just not have many movies or we might just have independent movies, which I'm all about. Hey, let's start talking about some of these independent movies. But yes, delays happened this past weekend. There's an article that was released and Sony was like, you know what? We're going to be the first ones to just pull the freaking trigger when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So here's the article from THR. The Hollywood Reporter, Spider-Verse, Craven the Hunter, delayed as first major theatrical dominoes fall amid strikes. Sony made a slew of changes to its upcoming release calendar, including pushing back next month's Gran Turismo. Ah, I was actually kind of looking forward to that movie. Kind of curious about it because I played the game. As it tries to build buzz without the cast via nationwide sneaks. Separately, Bad Boys 4 and Phantom 3 get new release dates. Ooh. So the dominoes start falling Friday as Sony made a number of changes to its theatrical calendar amid, uh, calendar amid the actors and writers strike, including taking Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse off its spring 2024 date. It's probably, I don't know, it might be a good thing. It might give them some more time to, you know, do some stuff. Do some tweaking, you know, artists might be, you know, under the gun when it comes to that. The studio also shifted its release plans for August racing pick Gran Turismo. As it scrambles to figure out another way to market the movie without stars such as Orlando Bloom and David Harbour promoting it. It will now open wide on August 25th with sneak previews on its original weekend date of August 11th, as well as on the weekend of August 18th. Further out, the studio relocated Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven the Hunter from October 
And it also dated two big films for the first time, Bad Boys 4 for June 14th and Venom 3 for, Ju or for July 12th of next year. Sony is the first major studio to blink and make wholesale changes to its calendar since the SAG after strike commenced July 14th. Ugh. The fact that the fact that uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse is not on the 2024 calendar, that makes me worry that it's going to get pushed to 2025. I mean, obviously we want to cross the Spider-Verse or, uh, yeah, cross the Spider-Verse was so freaking good. So freaking in that cliffhanger. And you're just like going, oh, I got to, we got to see Beyond now. But then at the same time, you were hearing stuff like maybe it was going to get delayed because they haven't even recorded the voice acting yet, the voice talent yet. At least I think Haley Steinfeld said something about that, which was not didn't sound good. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But hey, if they have to push it to the, the following year to give some more time for the artists where they're not just like working, you know, 25 hours a day. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. As much as we want that conclusion to that story, I think it could be a good thing. But you better believe that some of the other ones, some of the other ones are uh, going to do the same thing. We already heard, like I said, we already heard that WBD and Disney are might be doing the same thing. Might be doing the same thing. So don't be surprised. We're going to get more of this. Like I said, it might just be all indie movies that we see in fall and winter, which, hey, we could find some gems in there. I mean, why not? You know? We know that, and we all know that there's some that some of these studios that are not working for the big guys, they're getting waivers to actually continue and have new productions. I think like right now it was currently like 39 studios or have waivers to do so because they're not part of this, so they can actually do that. So that's pretty cool. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when it comes to that. All right, let's get to some questions now. All right. All right, let's see what we got here. I didn't post on YouTube, so I'll have to just go to X. Did you guys see, like, uh, Elon Musk? It's such a dick move. <laughs> but, it, but it makes me laugh because, it's like, Jesus Christ. And he put, like, a big giant, like, X that, like, lit up, that, like, pretty much, like, lit up as fucking light as the sun. And then they removed it. <laughs> I'm like, did you mean to do that? I mean, I was like, Jesus Christ, that thing is big and bright. Holy crap. But then San Francisco was like, nope, remove it. Get it down. Get it down. It's like, cool. Good job, San Francisco. You got rid of that. Now get rid of all the human poop on the sidewalks. And the needles everywhere. Okay. Anyways, let's not get political, folks. But I'm just saying, you know, it's a literal shithole. Anyways, okay. So... But hey, as long as they got rid of that bright X. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead and go to the Twitter questions right here. Let's see where we at. We're good. Okay, I think we're good when it comes to all this. All right, Eric. Hey, Dave. Hey, you're noting he's open to doing stuff in the Gunverse, plus Zach having the uh, that exclusivo Blue Beetle image. It uh, has me wonder, is uh, Zach similarly open? To the Gunverse, I mean, a lot of people would love for him to be, you know, he would be perfect for the authority, for sure. Oh, yeah, you even said it right here, yeah, because Chris Wong Swenson said that. I don't know if he's going to have time, though. Again, it's like, Zach is just so freaking, you know, he's balls deep into Rebel Moon, and I think that's just where he wants to be right now. 
To be clear, Dave, I'm not suggesting Zach abandon his Netflix projects to go back full throttle to DC. I'd imagine he can do a DC film in the middle of all the Rebel Moon last. That's that's a lot, though. I mean, a DC film, that's two years of your life, at least. That's the thing that I kind of just like, I don't, you know, he would have to take two year break from all the Netflix stuff. That's why I'm like, eh. Just a, that, that would be at least two years, and that'd be a lot to handle when it comes to all that, and I'm just, who knows? I mean, you never know. I, you know, that'd be pretty awesome. I think he'd be perfect for the authority. Bra- uh, Brad, Brad Curran, with the theory you suggested of why Zach gave Blue Beetle a shout-out, I'd also suggest that between that and the full circle events, some old wounds seem to be healing between Zach and WB. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He's, well, because it's a different regime. It's not all the assholes that fucked him over. He actually likes the people who are currently there. And Peter Saffron, maybe not so much, but, you know, Gunn is there. Gunn, he likes Gunn. And then it's DeLuca, and maybe he even has a good relationship with Zaslav, or maybe he's never even talked to Zaslav. I know some people have claimed that he's been talking to Zaslav, but, but who, I don't, who knows? Maybe he hasn't. Probably not. He's probably just talked to, you know, DeLuca and Abdi and Gunn. That's what I imagine. I don't know if he's talked to Saffron because eh, still a little iffy on Saffron, right? He was still there. He was there. He's the only remaining one of that regime. That's the thing. So eh, I'm just glad he's not the creative side. Uh, Mr. Devon Wooter. Hey, Dave, I just watched Mission Impossible 7 with my sister yesterday. It was so amazing. What's your favorite part from the movie for me when he was riding the motorcycle off the rocks to the train? That was crazy. And Snyder Colt mad at Zach for supporting Blue Beetle. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of Mission Impossible was the train sequence. I just love that train sequence, and especially at the end. Yeah, the jump was cool, but I've seen the jump so many times prior that I was like, all right, here comes the jump. But the train stuff, the, especially when the train was like, you know, falling off the, yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite part. And even just the lead up to all that was great. Oh, Mal Matt, that image Zack Snyder shared wasn't a fan art at all. Where did he get that? I think it's concept art for Blue Beetle. Because like I said, it, it's the cover of of that Rebirth Blue Beetle comic book. So I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Warner Brothers handed it to him. He definitely did. I'm thinking due to supporting his SnyderCon, maybe they offered him something along with it. No, I'm not saying, yeah, I think that, no, I think it's just returning the favor. Turning the favor to those guys. He's a generous dude. Cooper Knox, if Zack Snyder is going to give Blue Beetle a shot, then I shall too. Well, there you go. There's one ticket right there that Zack won over. Mr. Nobody, just when he thought Zack Snyder was a cool guy, he shows respect to Blue Beetle, and that film really needs to be promoted. I support the strike, but it's hurting the good guys too, and they're just trying to make it like everyone else. Yes. Great content. Jamon Watson. Man, this fandom's on social media. This is the most beyond thing that you could ever imagine. James and Zach are very good and personal friends. We can't win on everything on Twitter these days. Yeah, exactly. You just got to just kind of just brush it off and ignore it. Dave, question one. When Zach promotes another DC project, do you see what happened yesterday with the crazies coming up with massive conspiracy theories happening again? Yes. 
There's always going to be the crazies that come up with their conspiracy theories and everything. Question two, could you see these strikes leading to big studio CEOs possibly getting fired? Hopefully, and then get some CEOs in there that are not as greedy and need as much money. It's ridiculous how much these CEOs make, man. Like, how much do you fucking need? That's my whole thing. It's like, how much do you actually need? I mean, I get it, like, just the way it's always going to be like that because obviously he's run, they're running, like, these big companies. But I'm like, yeah, but you need $30 million a year. I think you'll be, you could be okay with 15, half, you know, and cut it in half. And then take that other half and give it to the people that are making the company, like, what it is. Yeah, but there's, uh, of course, going to always be the conspiracy theories. And there's going to be the people that are going to try to capitalize off it, like the scoop, the scoopsy daisies. You guys know, you know, those scoopies over there. They're going to try to turn it into something that, oh, yeah, something's going to be happening when it comes to that. Again, you just go, but you see what Zach's working on and what he's building. And to take time off from that to work on, you know, other things that, I mean, they obviously we, I, I still just like just tell the story through comic book or freaking animation. So. So we can at least get a resolution to that universe. Always supported that. And Zach has even pitched that as well. But, you know, to do a live action now with everybody just kind of scattered and done. And the Cavill situation. Ben seems like he's got a whole production thing going. Gal has not promoted anything DC at all this year. She showed up in two movies. Has not promoted either one of those movies. She is done. It just sounds like she is fucking done. With everything that happened with Patty Jenkins and all the uh, and the old regime again, mainly to do to blame the old regime. I know there's always going to be the people that are just like, oh yeah, blame James Gunn. I would say that he might have a you know obviously he has a little bit to say, but it's mainly that old regime that really just fucked things up. So you know what can you do? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, like I said, good on Zach for doing that. He's the nicest guy in the world, and uh, it'd be kind of cool. Maybe. Hey, maybe we'll get him on, uh, maybe, maybe he'll want to come on the vodka stream when we do like a Blue Beetle, you know, vodka stream. That would be sweet, Zach, if you're listening. Want to come on and talk about Blue Beetle? <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? I'm not saying that's going to happen. Don't put that in your head. I, that was just something I just thought about right now. I mean, the guy's a busy man. He probably doesn't have time for that quite yet. You know, he's working on two freaking movies, part one and part two of Rebel Moon. We got a trailer that's going to be coming out hopefully soon. And, uh, yeah, so, but that would just be kind of cool. It's like, oh, yeah, you promote a Blue Beetle. You want to come talk about it? That would be just some people lose their minds when it came to that. There would be mayhem in the Twitter streets or the X streets, whatever you want to call it. I can't call it X. I'm always going to call it Twitter. I don't care. It's got the new logo and everything. It still works the same. still says tweets. Oh, it says post now. Yeah, post, whatever. But it still says tweet in some spots. So there's still, like, all that. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this. Uh, let's wrap this stream up right now. Appreciate you guys spending some time with me. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that like, thumbs up, share the stream too if you want to do that. Uh, you know, post the stream. Po when when Stephen O'Mel comes out as apologies, just post the stream. Post it right underneath it. Just do that. <laughs> Why not? No, I'm just kidding. But no, you know, it just it does help. It does help, of course, to post it and everything so you guys are awesome um like i said uh, now i'm kind of wondering i might not see teenage mutant ninja turtles tomorrow i might not see it i might still push it to thursday it might just you know just not a, but i'll do a patreon stream 
uh, Patreon podcast tomorrow. So if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about stuff, a little bit more things I heard. So if you want to hear that, subscribe to the Patreon. Every little bit helps. I appreciate everybody who supports the uh, bonus content, whether it's a member or or uh, a patron. So I appreciate that. So if you want to do that, go right ahead. I'll post something like that tomorrow. But yeah, I might see TMT now on Thursday. So I might just push it there, which is fine. I actually have a lot of work, day, uh, day work to do that I didn't get to today. So that actually might work better for me. So, all right, guys, I'll see you guys on Wednesday for uh, Film Junkie Live. And hopefully you guys have a good rest of your night. Love you. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.